The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Time to update you on some injuries and answer some questions at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. And via Apple Podcasts, thank you again. Everybody, so much thank you for contributing to our show. We really appreciate it. You make it happen. And I hope you're enjoying your weekend. It is currently Friday afternoon as we record, 4 p.m. Eastern. You're hearing this on Saturday. And we are two days removed from Halloween as we welcome Ben Gretchen to the Fantasy Football Today Road Tour presented by Little Caesars. Pizza for dinner tonight? How about ordering your favorite online from Little Caesars and using Pizza Portal Pickup? It's the latest, greatest, and hottest way to pick up a pizza without even going to the register. How was your Halloween, Ben? It was good. It was fun. Yeah, we just moved this summer, so a new neighborhood to check out. Gave out candy to to the kids. Me and the wife took turns giving out candy and going out with the kids. And yeah, I enjoyed our our new neighborhood. Had a good time. So you felt it was it was important to leave someone home at all times to distribute candy instead of the whole family going trick or treating. Yeah, we also had other family uh, over that like came out to our place. So my sister was actually hanging out back at the house. So I hung out with her for a bit. Then my wife did. Um, so yeah, it wasn't really like a okay. Well, that's less exciting than like yeah. You it was like, like a conscious decision. Obligation. As much as part of our crew back. And part of our <laughs> crew out. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Well, listen, we got uh, important uh, football stuff to talk about. So here we go. Dwayne Haskins is going to start. And starter sit Terry McLaurin at Buffalo. Already a tough matchup. Now he has to deal with Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, if you can get away from him, I, I think that's probably smart. Haskins had a really hard time getting him the ball against Minnesota. Patrick Mahomes is questionable. Still not expecting him as of Friday afternoon. Adam Thielen is questionable. I really don't know how this one's going to go. Hope he plays. Would you start Thielen if he plays at Kansas City? Yeah, yeah. If he plays, you're definitely starting him. It's a great matchup. I, I kind of think he'll play as well. I'm, I'm reading the Chiefs like you are. Okay, cool. James Conner is doubtful, so it's going to be the Jalen Samuels, Samuels experience show, yep. whatever. I love it. DFS must play. I mean, yep. without question. How about regular seasonal fantasy football? Good old-fashioned FF FF fantasy football. FFB. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> yeah, no, you're playing him. I mean, he so he's gotten uh, 10 plus carries four times in his career now, three times at the end of last season, and then that interesting little Wildcat game they did a little bit ago earlier this season. He's had at least 15 PPR points in each game. I mean, especially in PPR, you're playing him, no doubt, because he's a guy who has such a good receiving profile. At NC State, he played H-back. He played tight end a little bit. Uh, just built out a really good receiving uh, production profile throughout his college career at and was less of a runner uh, behind uh, Naheem Hines, I guess, was the the starter there for the majority of the time while Jalen Samuels was there. Um, and 
that gives him a really good floor. That that makes him a really easy play in PPR. And that's why he's had 15 plus points in all of those games where he's at least been kind of a lead back or, or, or heavily utilized. So that's that's the reason I'd be playing him in, in pretty much any situation unless you have just an absolutely stacked roster. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that I could do it, but my gut tells me that he's going to be better than Chris Carson going up against Tampa Bay. I just I'm very optimistic on Jalen Samuels because he's the only show in town. He's not going to be really splitting in the backfield, I, I wouldn't think, and he's going to catch a lot of passes. I think, yep. he's gonna, I think he's gonna catch five or six balls. Yeah, he could catch more. I mean, he's got had a couple games uh, in his game long already where he's had seven, eight catches. It's not an easy matchup. It doesn't seem that way anyway. And James Conner's been a little disappointing, I guess. But James Conner has, in his last four games, James Conner has scored eleven or more non PPR fantasy points. In two of those games, he had seven or eight catches. So, all right, let's fire it up with Jalen Samuels. And let's move on. And T.Y. Hilton is out with a calf injury. He could miss several weeks. So it's not... I don't really want to run and pick up Zach Pascal for this week at Pittsburgh. But they got Miami next week. So he's 8% owned Zach Pascal. And Pascal, I never know how to say it. And by the way, the last time T.Y. Hilton missed the game, Marlon Mack had like 29 carries. 26 or 29 carries. So I expect a big workload there. Yeah. What do you, what's yeah. your take on all this? Yeah, no, I'd expect him to run quite a bit too. I think you're right on that point. Uh, and, and I agree with you. It's hard to, it's going to be really hard to read. They've rotated behind Hilton all year. Right. And, and when Hilton missed before, um, it was a big rotate. I mean, it was just like targets being spread everywhere. Both tight ends will be involved and, you know, could be the guy who hits, but they're not really great plays. Uh, the, the big thing for Pascal is two weeks ago, he went one Oh six and two touchdowns. And then last week, his snapshot jumped to 92%, which was a season high by a lot. He had mostly, I think topped out in the the sixties. If I recall, mostly been hanging out like the fifties and forties in terms of uh percentage of snaps played. And he jumped all the way up to 92% was basically a full-time player last week. They only threw 25 passes in that low scoring game with Denver but and so Pascal only got two targets, but he, I think, would have the the highest target projection. Now, what does that mean? Right. Like if they run a ton, if they only throw 25 passes again, that might only mean five targets. So it, he's a tough, tough option to trust. You should also expect uh, Paris Campbell to to really start to play a lot more in the next th- three weeks. He, he played about 20 something or 30 something percent of the snaps last week. Uh, we should expect to see a little bit more of him. Deion Kane was a healthy and active last week. We should expect to see more of him. Chester Rogers was the third receiver who actually played a lot last week. He was in like the 60s in snap share as their slot guy. So he would be involved in two. Like it could be any of those four receivers. It could be the two tight ends and it could be a lot more running, like you said. So it is, it's tough to read, but Pascal is definitely the guy that is most likely to play 90% of the snaps and, and hopefully see five, six, maybe seven targets. San Francisco linebacker Quan Alexander is out for the season with a torn pectoral, but George Kittle not dealing with a long-term injury. Meanwhile, back to Week 9, O.J. Howard is out. We've talked a lot about Cameron Braid in this matchup, and Braid had six targets last week. I think if he gets six targets at Seattle, he's got a pretty good chance to be a fantasy starter this week. So if you need a tight end, you take a look at Cameron Braid. Deshaun Jackson plans on playing against the Bears. D.D. Westbrook is questionable. That's a big one for me because I really want receivers against Houston. And yeah, but at least it's the early game in London, right? So it's 9.30 Eastern kickoff. We'll be able to get word on that early on Sunday. What's your deal with London? You you, uh, 
You mess with that game? Nine thirty, six thirty in the morning for you? Yeah, no, I get up. I I always watch it. I mean, it's I'm not like thrilled about it because I got to <laughs> get up at like five so I can get all my lineup set and everything, and, yeah. and then I watch it while I do my other lineups. But then I'm paying attention to the game while I'm, you know. It, I don't love it. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. I wouldn't love it either if I were on the West Coast, but I would love the Sunday night game and the Monday night game being over. Oh, God. You're so oh, yeah, lucky. those are great. You're so lucky. All right, see, it's, uh, oh, Cam Newton's going to see a foot specialist. It's time for our email of the day. Out of all the emails, there was one email of the day. It's from Scott, and the subject line is Ben Can't Rhyme. Okay, so he says, listening to Wednesday's podcast, Ben made fun of you, Adam, for your rhymes in your poem. When he thinks that his Twitter handle at yards per Gretch rhymes, <laughs> Gretch and Catch don't rhyme. I, I think I know if my own last name <laughs> rhymes with a word. That's amazing. Are you sure? That's a really good email because a, it's completely wrong. Yeah. It's just so wrong. And then b, like just the audacity of being like, you don't know what your own name sounds like or how to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, it's it. great. It's great. It's a bold email. Thank you very much, Scott. You win the email contest. Speaking of contests, our Facebook contest still going strong. Uh, go to the Facebook pay, Facebook group, uh, Fantasy Football Today, and give us your draft day regrets and see if you can win a T-shirt. Meanwhile, you can ask us questions on Twitter all weekend long. I'm answering. Ben's answering. Dave, Jamie, Heath, Chris Towers, Ben Schrager, our producer. We all answer your questions. Hashtag AskFFT. Mostly going to be Sunday morning, but a little Saturday night as well. Hashtag AskFFT. From okay, these are from Apple Podcasts. This first one is from Bayar. Cousins, should I stick with Cousins with Matt Ryan on a buy, or should I look elsewhere? Fitzpatrick, Brissett, and Darnold are on waivers. Uh, I'll go with Cousins against Kansas City. Uh, I I mean, I think that game will be back and forth and have plenty of scoring, regardless of who's at, at quarterback for Kansas City. And I do think it'll be Matt Moore. Uh, Mahomes has been the number two all week, but. Uh, if you had to go with one of those other guys, for anyone else who doesn't have Cousins as an option, I kind of like Darnold this week. I'm playing him in a couple leagues. From Cheetos, the great Aaron Rodgers or Dak Prescott this week? Rodgers. Rodgers! <laughs> you going um, Rodgers? Oh, just... I'm actually going to go with Dak. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dak! Dak! Yeah, they got to bring back the discount double-check commercials. That guy, he was awesome. He was great. Did you dress up yesterday or Thursday? I didn't. I did when the kids are a little younger, but no, not this year. What did they dress up as? They were um, characters from a TV show that I don't even like. It's like a newer TV show that I'm I, I don't even know. Okay. Honestly, like I didn't even like follow the <laughs> outfits. My my younger one was like a butterfly of some sort. And then, uh, gosh, I don't even remember what my older one's outfit <laughs> even looked like. It was some kind of niche thing. Trying to get a good. Last, I'm trying to get last a, year it was better. My younger oh, one was a slice of pizza, and I dressed there, up as a hot dog. Nice. There you go. See, I've been trying to get a good Halloween story out of you, and nothing's been there. But you just came through. Pizza, hot dog, good, good tandem costume. Yeah. Love it. I. She was three last year, and she was like, "Daddy's wearing this hot dog outfit." <laughs> like she decided for me. It was oh. like, "All right, I'm walking around in a hot dog outfit." That's what I have to look forward to. Yeah, we we had a Where's Waldo theme, and like my my wife and son, they both had like kind of Waldo costumes. She had a t-shirt and a hat and he had the hat and the glasses and he wouldn't put nice. the glasses on, but you know, he's too young. He doesn't, he'd just break them. But I decided I was late for the party. I want in. So I wore a red shirt and we didn't have masking tape. I was going to put masking tape as stripes. So I was like, okay, let's get creative. So I took some computer paper 
and I cut up some strips and I taped them together and I tried to tape them around my torso and make stripes on my shirt and it was it did not work. It was a, a failed experiment. And, and <laughs> hey, I just, you got to be creative. Though. Yeah, yeah I tried. I tried yeah. uh, in the spirit of Halloween. All right, so start Dak over Rogers. This is from Marceline from a city in Arkansas. It'll be Little Rock. PPR format, pick my running backs and flex. Devin Singletary or Mark Ingram? Ooh, I, I think you got to go with Ingram, even though, uh, no. I'm no, come on, Ben, you were right. You were right. No, Trust your I'm gut. Go Singletary. New England is tough, man. They're not like that Ingram's. tough. They're, look at them against the run the last few weeks. Nick Chubb all over them. Uh, Le'Veon Bell had one of his better rushing games against them. There's one other I think I'm forgetting. I think you can but, run on New England. Singletary's got to have more upside. He's been playing. He played a lot of. How snaps does he have more upside? It, Mark Ingram is a, is like a top fifteen running back, even in PPR. Um, this season. because he doesn't really catch a ton of passes, and they're not going to have a ton of scoring opportunities probably against New England, and that's kind of what he relies on. He's going to have like a, just a rushing yardage upside. What like 70, 80 yards rushing, and that's going to be his day because Jackson runs a bunch too. So. I don't know. I'm Sing- not really buying that. Well, uh, so it's, Singletary is annoying because here are his catches in four games. Five, zero, zero, four. So, yeah, well, you know. so week one and then last week he played a lot more snaps. Week two he got hurt, and and then the week before last week he was coming back from injury and he played a lot fewer snaps. So week one and eight are really the only two where he's played like a full set of snaps, what we would probably expect going forward. But it's still – it's a tough – situation to handicap we could see a lot of frank gore if they get ahead okay so we disagree there i'll take ingram you'll take singletary and then for the flex and ppr and you got me last week when we disagreed we talked uh we I made did. a little we didn't bet on anything but uh oh. golden tape versus Odell beckham and you were right last oh week, nice so. <laughs> we'll go with ingram you must you no must no have. look you can start both because the other option is jamison crowder oh yeah i think i will well i like crowder this me too. week too me too I think I'm sitting Ingram if that's me, but I can understand why that sounds crazy. But All I would right. probably play Singletary and Crowder. Okay, I go. I'll go Ingram and Crowder. From stressed fantasy owner, do I start Lamar Jackson or Matthew Stafford? I'll go Stafford. I mean, I I don't know. I'm struggling with Jackson. I have him in a lot of places, but I'm mostly going to other options because I feel like there's a, the potential for a pretty pretty poor game if he doesn't throw for a whole lot of yards, which he does sometimes, but he typically is always startable because of what he can give you on the ground. But I think new England is so good at scheming for people's strengths. I think they will definitely try to limit his rushing. They're not going to let, just let him run yeah. for 70, 80 yards. He'll get some, but I, I could see a game where he throws for under 200 yards and only rushes for 30 or 40 yards. It's still like a decent floor, but without any touchdowns, it might not be a very great game. Meanwhile, Stafford going against the Raiders who can't stop the deep ball and he's chucking the ball downfield at one of the highest rates of his whole career. And I mean, I, I love him, his setup this week. So mm-hmm. I think I would just go with Stafford. Yeah. I, every, I think everybody has Stafford ranked ahead of Lamar Jackson this week, all of our guys. And I don't think I mentioned this yet, but just going back to Josh Allen last year, his final six games, he rushed for, I want to say 95 or more yards in four out of six games. And mm-hmm. within that stretch, he'd face the Patriots, and he ran for like 30 yards. Um, now, right. he also had a game against the Lions the week before where he ran for even less, but it just goes to show you how good they were at, at taking away the thing that Josh Allen did. So, right, I, and they'll I'm do that really to Lamar, interested. and they'll, they'll ask him to beat him as a thrower, um, 
and he might be able to, but they, the Patriots are still really good in the back end where they can, you know, go with one-on-one coverage and bring more people towards the line of scrimmage or however they do it. They'll, they'll play a lot of zone as well. Uh, but they'll still manage to guard his receivers well too. So it's it's going to be a it's going to be a challenge. It's going to yeah. be it's one of the more interesting things this week uh, is just seeing how Lamar does against that defense. Because I mean I think he's like an every week you have to start fantasy option. But I am going to sit him in a couple spots. Yeah, it's I can't wait for that game. Okay, from Jay Witt, start one: Austin Eckler, Cortland Sutton, Derek Henry, Jamison Crowder, or Sterling Shepard. Eckler, Sutton, Henry. Crowder, Shepard. Oh, wow. It doesn't say the scoring system. If it's standard, I'd probably go Henry, as, as crazy as that is, because I'm usually down on Henry. But um, Eckler is still playing a lot less than, than Gordon. Um, Sutton, we know, has Brandon Allen. Crowder's maybe the pick in PPR. Uh, it's, it's a tough situation here, but uh, Henry's got a pretty good matchup yeah. running the ball against the Panthers. I think he could have a pretty decent day rushing. From Dookie Crisp, it's a gross name, give Chris Carson, Zach Ertz, and Sony Michelle, get DeAndre Hopkins and Josh Jacobs. Chris Carson, Zach Ertz, and Sony Michelle for Hopkins and Jacobs. That's like a B. I like it. From the Steerage, 10-team half PPR Dynasty League. I am strong at running back, and I was able to flip Mark Ingram for Devontae Adams. What do you think? Yeah, that's like an A. That's Adams a great is going to be back this week. It looks like he's jumping over people in practice. Yeah, man. Bring it on. From Nels, I gave up Adams and Alexander Madison. I got Beckham, Evan Ingram, and David Montgomery. We don't play a tight end in our league. We have two flex spots. So I gave up Adams and Madison Ooh. for Beckham, Ingram, and Montgomery. So that means Ingram's a lot less valuable. He's still good, yeah. but you know he's a lot less valuable without the positional boost. I will say that's still... I don't love it. I don't either. Adams is, if he's back, you got to like him a lot more than OBJ. The fact that OBJ has just really struggled. He's the best player in the trade by a lot. And Madison's a really good stash right now. I Yeah. I mean, you're getting OBJ and Ingram and Montgomery's obviously better than Madison, but it's still probably only like a C, C minus. Let me tell you though, after this week, a tough matchup for Montgomery at Philadelphia. Oh wait, no, he received Adams. Sorry. I like getting the Adams. Oh, he did? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, it was a good trade. Um, here's Here are the ranks. So after this, eight more games for David Montgomery. He's got a tough matchup this week. Here's where all of his opponents rank in fantasy points allowed to running backs, beginning in week 10. 30th, 18, 22, 30, 17, 25, 29, and then Minnesota, their fifth, but that's week 17. So David Montgomery right now on paper has one of the best schedules for any running back. It depends on Detroit. Detroit, they he faces them twice. They are they giving up the third most fantasy points to running backs. I think they're most they're they're somewhat vulnerable in the passing game. That's not really Montgomery's thing, but we'll see. Like if Josh Jacobs has a good game against Detroit this week, this is a great schedule for Montgomery coming down the stretch. But yeah, we still like to trade getting. Adams. All right, a few more from Apple Podcasts from F. Prosk. Give up Chris Carson and Curtis Samuel and get Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, that's like a B. I mean, Bell. What? Wait, why would? Well, why would anybody want Bell over Chris Carson? I like Chris Carson's been so good. Why not just keep Chris Carson? 
Yeah. I don't really care about Curtis Samuel at this point. I, I guess I, I still am thinking of Carson as kind of a trap back. I talk a lot about the high value touches stuff, but he hasn't been. He's been running routes and catching passes. He was like more of that maybe last year, but he's been better this year as like an all around player. I do still expect Bell to really to really hit you know, like go off in the next few weeks. He's got just a phenomenal schedule in the next six weeks as well. Um, starting with Miami this week. Samuels, yeah. Samuels just kind of like he Samuels getting plenty of air yards and has the potential to kind of break out, but he's you know, he's just kind of a throwing. From uh, but I, I could oh. see favoring Carson. I could definitely see that. I think I would take Bell. All right, that's fair, because Carson's schedule does get somewhat tough in the upcoming weeks. From Kratos, give up Sony Michelle and Tevin Coleman for Ezekiel Elliott. I still have Dalvin Cook, so I give up Sony Michelle and Tevin Coleman for Zeke. Yeah, that's oh, an yeah. A. Love it. Evan from Indiana, should I sell high on Aaron Jones? I could get Keenan Allen and Mark Ingram for Aaron Jones. Ooh, that's a good question, because Jones, a big reason he's been used so much in the passing game... Uh, or at least I'm thinking a big reason is because Adams has been out and they've really been thin there. Adams should be back. It kind of remains to be seen whether we'll see Aaron Jones continue to split out so much and run downfield routes, which he has each of the last three games, got at least one downfield target. He's caught a couple of them uh, for big plays. He's he's still a committee back. It's it's a very valuable situation. I don't think you should just like give him up, but getting Allen and Mark Ingram, I think I think I would probably do that. Here's another guy who has a great schedule coming up. His upcoming opponents for, for Aaron Jones, 27th, 28th, 4th, and that's San Francisco, and they're not that good against the run. They're just not, especially now without Quan Alexander. So 27, 28, 4, 22, 24, 21. That's the next six opponents and where they rank against running backs for Aaron Jones. The, only, the thing that gives me hesitation here is that Keenan Allen is still dealing with an injury. So sure. keep that in mind. I, I don't think I'd do it, but... It's close. It's a good one. All yeah, right. It's a good trade. Uh, some more from Apple Podcasts. Is this from Apple Podcasts? Actually, I don't think it is. Where's my fantasy regulators? Oh, no. I know what happened. My computer malfunctioned, and I lost some of the emails from the show, but I found them. I got my old document back. Okay. <laughs> hey, listen, we're going to do the regulators in a second, but have you ordered a pizza online from Little Caesars yet? If not, you're missing out on Pizza Portal Pickup. What is Pizza Portal Pickup? It's like getting a pizza right out of the oven yourself. You walk in, you enter a code on the portal, a door opens, and you're off with your favorite pizza. And whatever pizza you order, it'll have crazy, crazy amounts of toppings. It's fun, everybody. Give it a try, but it's only available at Little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. I hope you all been trying it. It's a pretty cool concept. It's delicious stuff. So... What else we got coming up on the show? Your emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Not as many starter sit questions this week. More trade stuff, more rest of season rankings. So whatever you want to hear about, that's what we'll read. In the meantime, let's rock and roll. This is Drew in Bourbon Country. If Adam doesn't hit the uh, then this regulation is null and void. Oh, pressure. All right, my fantasy league. <laughs> well, so it's league. already null and void. Yeah, well, here we go. My fantasy league changed our waivers a couple of weeks ago to go through on Sundays at a... Oh, uh, damn it! <laughs> what the hell is the matter with me? All right. My fantasy league changed our waivers a couple of weeks ago to go through on Sundays at 11 a.m. to allow for last-minute injury pickups. But we didn't consider the London games. So we had a manager putting a claim in on Hunter Henry 
and drop Curtis Samuel, who was playing in the London game. But the waiver didn't go through because Curtis Samuel was already playing and he ultimately lost because he didn't have a tight end to start. Should he be granted the 22 points that Hunter Henry played and the win? Or does collective negligence win the day and give me the win? So I think basically waivers run and then at 11 a.m. it's anybody can be picked up. But the London game's already started, so he couldn't drop Samuel for Henry. So uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, that's tough. They just changed it, so I can see the case where it's like, well, I didn't really know what the situation, but I think the collective negligence has to win the day because I mean, the bottom line is like you have to, if even if it was just changed, you have to know when the waivers are going through, and you also have to know that once a player's game starts, the player locks. And like, yeah, you didn't consider the London games. That was kind of silly on, on the league's part, but at the same time, like, even if you had considered it, you might still have decided on 11 a.m. Like, would you have really done you? The whole point of this change was so you could have last minute injury pickups. So I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I feel like it's incumbent on the the person making the ad and drop to know when the waivers go and to know that that player was already in the game and was going to be locked. So it's such a weird one. Tough luck. Tough luck. All right. He says tough luck. You don't have to listen to it because apparently it's null and void, but it's been regulated. All right. This is from Bob. Dear Jack, Jim, Jose, and Tito. I feel like that's alcohol. Yeah, it right? is. Even I know that. I've been garbage at fantasy my whole life. I've missed only one episode since August, and now I'm in first place. Uh, thanks. Jeez, why is it so hard for me? I had a trade <laughs> vetoed, so regulate. I traded away. It's, it's embarrassing. I traded away A.J. Green. Jordan Howard, Keenan Allen, and Bobby Wagner. So I gave up A.J. Green, Jordan Howard, Keenan Allen, and Bobby Wagner. I wish I knew how to value IDP players. (laughs) I haven't played IDP in like five years. I got Christian McCaffrey, T.J. Watt, and Wayne Gallman. They're saying that I'm preying on the last place team. I think we'll both score more points. Gave up A.J. Green, Jordan Howard, Keenan Allen, and Bobby Wagner. Got Christian McCaffrey, T.J. Watt, and Wayne Gallman. No, this is fine. Yeah, it seems fine to me. It's I fine. don't really know the relative value of Bobby Wagner and TJ Watt, but like if you're giving up Howard, AJ Green, and Keenan Allen for CMC and Gallman on the offensive side, like you're giving up a lot of value to get CMC. Yeah. I, I wouldn't trade Christian McCaffrey in that scenario, but a last place team probably has a lot of holes. So Yeah, Bobby Wagner's really good, a very valuable player. Obviously TJ Watt is as well. So, yeah, I think it's fine. And this, honestly, I just wanted to say something because I'm getting so many regulators' emails. And basically, let's just put this out there and and air it forever. You cannot veto trades because you thought somebody won the trade. Now, if if this was about preying on the last place team, I don't think it was such a lopsided trade that this is an issue here. But I'm just so tired of fantasy owners complaining and vetoing trades because they think it's making another team too strong or something like that. That's not how it works. Okay, like yeah. we didn't veto the Eagles-Vikings trade because the Eagles completely ripped off the Vikings in the Sam Bradford trade and ended up basically like winning a Super Bowl because of it. it just, it's just not how it works. You know, if somebody wants to make a bad trade, then that's on them. If it's collusion, if it's so ridiculous and lopsided that it cannot be justified, for example... Somebody sent in a regulator's email that said 
somebody traded, two owners traded David Johnson for Daryl Henderson because they assumed David Johnson was going to go on IR. Like that's, to me, that's worth of, worthy of a veto. There is no football sense in that at all. David Johnson's not going on IR. Daryl Henderson is basically useless. I mean, that, you, that I could see vetoing. But a trade, A.J. Green and Keenan Allen for Christian McCaffrey is basically what that trade is? No. You, like, there's no way you can veto that. So you can't just be like, oh, this somebody won this trade. I'm vetoing it. So come on, people. You're better than that. I know our listeners are better than that because they're not the ones doing that crap. But tell your league mates to step it up. And it has been regulated. I feel better now, Ben. Yeah, no, that was a good rant. <laughs> I sneezed in approval halfway through. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right, everybody. It's time to get on FanDuel. It's time to join our contest. It's FanDuel.com slash league slash FFT. I'm even going to tell you a few players that I have in my lineup. I have Robbie Anderson in my lineup. Gets the targets against the Dolphins. If he gets his usual targets, he was almost certain to have a good game. I have Le'Veon Bell in my lineup. And as I said to Jamie, Jamie was going over a DFS lineup on, on our video show on HQ. And I said to him off the air, I was like, well, if 30% of your lineups are, are Jets and Dolphins, you're in good shape. But that actually might be the case this week. So find those gems. Find those underpriced players. John Brown's pretty cheap on FanDuel this week. Get on FanDuel.com slash league slash FFT and join our contest. I wouldn't start Christian McCaffrey because I'd rather spend $700 less and start Dalvin Cook against the Chiefs. Why not? You've got to make some fun decisions, some tough decisions. I like Phillip Rivers this week because I think he's going to be throwing the ball a lot. And the Packers' pass defense is not really as good as it might seem on paper. So, you know, just use the matchups to your advantage and use your fantasy knowledge and win some money and have some fun playing on FanDuel. The way to do it is to go to FanDuel.com slash FFT. Sign up, join there at FanDuel.com slash FFT or get on the FanDuel app. But if you go to that URL and you put in a $20 deposit, you will get $5 back in site credit every week for four weeks. Again, you go to FanDuel.com slash FFT, put 20 bucks in, get 20 bucks back, $5 per week for four weeks. FanDuel.com slash FFT or download the FanDuel app. Time for your questions in our inbox. So here is a drop question from Jamie. I need to drop someone to add a tight end. I'm probably picking up Dallas Goddard. So his here are his options to drop. Can we just talk about that real quick, though? Uh, the Eagles have been running a ton of two tight end sets because Deshaun Jackson's been out. He might be back this week. I kind of expect if he's back, Goddard's snap share is going to go down pretty significantly. I'd probably look for another tight end stream. Okay, and there are a lot of them. Cameron Brait, Jonu Smith, if Delaney Walker's out. Yep. Uh, even maybe Jack Doyle, but... Uh, John Smith, I think, is our favorite, assuming Walker's out. So he needs to drop McLaurin or Metcalf, it seems. Also, he has because he has Dalvin Cook and he doesn't want to drop, drop Madison. And really, if you look at his team, he's either dropping he's dropping McLaurin, Metcalf, Marquise Brown, Alexander Madison. Who would you drop? I'd probably just drop Metcalf. I, I, I'm not in love with that, but McLaurin's done way more. I, I you know We know Haskins taken over there, but he's done way more to this point. Metcalf's two touchdowns last week. It was against Atlanta. They literally did not guard him on either play. The announcers <laughs> called it a gift on one play where he ran a little curl at the goal line. The other time was a drag route at the goal line where it was a mix-up and he just ran free across the, the, the field. So, yeah, you know, he got those Enzo's targets, and he's been getting a little bit more volume with Will Disley out. I do like Metcalf, but he's the guy that's like, you know, he only had like 19 yards last week. He's the guy that 
you know, it can be on a waiver wire if your league is, is shallow enough, which this sounds like a pretty shallow league. Okay. I think that probably makes sense. I had originally said McLaurin, but that's a good point. Just because the Seahawks just don't throw the ball that much. So unfortunately, right. I didn't get to play it, but I'm going to play it anyway. McLaurin! Is not the guy we're dropping. From Efrain. F1. Who would you rather have rest of season? Deshaun Watson or Lamar Jackson? Ooh. I'm going to tell you that Lamar Jackson's schedule is better, if not much better. And Watson still has a bye. Yeah, I would take Jackson. All right. From Stefan, half PPR, Mike Williams or Robbie Anderson rest of season? That's it. I mean, really close one as well. They're, I'll take Williams because he's been getting a lot of air yards already, but I expect Anderson to get a lot of air yards, and he has a lot of pretty good matchups. They're both guys that I like to to rebound in the second half. And I mentioned it on the Friday show. A lot of red zone and green zone targets for Mike Williams. Right. And very, very few catches. And that was what that was his specialty last year. So, you know, there's there could be some good production coming. He could get better there. How would you pronounce this guy's last name? G O U G H. Goff. Goff? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It could go? be go. It could be go. Yeah, it could be a lot of I don't. I went with the the really rough golf. Golf. All right. He says, "Hey, Thomas, Arthur, and John." I feel like Thomas, Arthur, and John are. Um, Thomas, Arthur, and John. Oh, Peaky Blinders. Yep, Peaky okay. Blinders. I haven't seen it. Why are you guys so confused about the Chargers' use of Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler? From what it sounds like, the Chargers are going to let Melvin Gordon walk when he hits free agency, and their future is Eckler. Why wouldn't they run Gordon into the ground and preserve their future in Eckler? I mean, that might be what they're doing, but you yourself said, from what it sounds like, you. I mean, it's not that confusing. The other thing is, I don't necessarily think they're like completely misusing everything that... The team has been really bad the last few weeks. They only ran 42 plays last week. Wow. Uh, certainly using Eckler more would help, I think. And he was a lot better in the early part of the season. But Gordon's not, like, terrible. Uh, Eckler's only had three or five carries in four games since Gordon's come back. So I think that's that's pretty clear to me. And it's not like he's run the ball well since Gordon's come back. Now they're getting a little healthier on the offensive line. So I don't. the thing I actually dispute here, and for dynasty purposes... I really don't think Eckler is their future. I yeah, would be surprised I, I, if they didn't have a new running back next year. No, I totally agree with that. He's a receipt. Like they see him as a receiving back plus who can play in a pinch uh, in a full-time role, but they're not going to just like turn the whole backfield over to right. him. It's kind of the same, same situation as Damian Williams this off season where it was like, Oh, you know, and I, I, I was high on Damian Williams, but it, it seemed like Williams as a receiving back was going to have that full-time role like he had at the end of last season. Well, they went and found found LaShawn McCoy as soon as they had the opportunity to. So even if they do let Gordon walk, I imagine they will – I totally agree with you. They'll find someone like the LaShawn McCoy to come in and at least take some early down work. Yeah, I didn't mean to suggest that Eckler won't be on the team. I just don't think he's a feature back. All right, from right. Jim, Conley or Didi for this week and rest of season? Well, that's injury dependent. Um, Didi for rest of season and for this week, if Didi plays and sounds healthy, I would take him. But if not, yeah. I would I would play Conley. From Mason in Detroit, half PPR. I'm four and four. I was offered David Montgomery for Juju Smith Schuster. 
He still has Cooper. He has Cup. He has Amari Cooper. He has Cup. He has Juju, John Brown, and DJ Moore. Kamara, Michelle, Eckler, Howard, and Latavius Murray are his running backs. So would you give up Juju for David Montgomery? I wouldn't do this. Remember that playoff? Remember that schedule, though, going forward? I still wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't do it. I I think Juju is like an elite talent. Uh, The only two games where he's really been bad were really weird games. Uh, In terms of volume, it was the Duck Hodges game where they had like um, some obscene low number of air yards. And then the Wildcat game where they also had an obscenely low number of air yards. Like they were just all passing to the running backs and, and doing some weird things in the, in the, um, in the backfield and, and just scheme wise, you know, like the, 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 the Doc Hodges game in particular was a really weird one scheme wise, um, where they were just throwing short, 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 short. Anyway, point is Juju, I think still has upside the rest of the season. If Mason Rudolph can be at least a little bit more, competent I don't, you know i don't want to insult him too much but week in and week out if he can just be an average player i think it's going to be really good for juju I, saw, I think we saw that last week um i don't you know so so don't do it i wouldn't do it i don't okay. hate david montgomery but i i think juju has plenty of upside the rest of the season he hates david montgomery okay this is from sarah from the <laughs> second city dear marshall isaac tory and kurt Yes, we know them. Greatest show on turf. Greatest show on turf. Grade the trade. Give up Cooper Cup and Mark Ingram. Get Aaron Jones and Tyrell Williams. Full PPR and a half point per carry. So give up Cooper Cup and Mark Ingram. Get Aaron Jones and Tyrell Williams. Um, I don't think I... Ugh. I don't like that trade. I actually... Full point per carry is... Half point. Or half half point, point per carry is... Got to be better for Ingram, right? But Ingram's uh, carries aren't really as high as you'd think. It is a little better for Ingram, but it's not much better. But obviously, Cup is a lot better than Tyrell. I and, and Jones is still better than Ingram, but it, it is a little bit of a boost to Ingram. I think I would take the Cup and Jones uh, and Ingram side. Okay, from Jason. What's up, Pocket Aces? Love it. As the Carson owner, what's a better bench player, Rashad Penny or Alexander Madison? Madison, Madison. Hmm. I don't know how to I feel about that because I think Penny would be really, really good. I don't think I don't think Penny. I think Penny might be better than Alexander Madison if both Carson and Cook were out. Right, but so well, okay. I don't really necessarily believe in handcuffs. I guess it depends. If you're strong and you're in a good win loss position, um, having Penny as a handcuff, you know, maybe just it, you don't need to swing for the fences and it just solidifies your roster. I like the idea of having someone who, like, in best case scenario, I wind up with two studs. Okay, that's actually a good point. All right, from Daniel. Kelsey and Henry, both on my team. I started both last week. It didn't work when I sat Tevin Coleman for Chase Edmonds. Uh, Do I start my two tight ends again, Kelsey or Henry, or sub one out for Jamal Williams, Philip Dorsett, or Jalen Samuels? Oh, you're playing Samuels. For sure, and I would start Henry over Kelsey. You're going to bench Travis Kelsey? With Matt Morin, yeah, I am. I would bench Henry, and I would play Samuels and Kelsey. Fair enough. Can't really dispute that. All right, we're going to finish off with some starter sit. Take one quick break here on FFT. We'll be right back. 
What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. I lied. We have more trade questions before we get to starter sit from Andrew. Hey, Antoine, Jordan, Tevin, and Tracy. Anton, uh, Antoine, I don't know. Jordan, Tevin. These are Indiana Hoosiers. Okay. I am the Nick I was Chubb thinking owner. North Carolina Tar Heels. Oh, that would, yeah. I was thinking Anton Jameson, Michael Jordan. I was getting, okay. Yeah, but, that would okay. have worked. Hoosiers. I'm the Nick Chubb owner, and I have Latavius Murray. The Camara owner has Kareem Hunt. Would you trade Murray for Hunt? Um, I don't think so. It's kind of the same question we just answered. Yeah. All right. From I would, I'd actually prefer to have the, and I just think Murray's more valuable with these specific players. You know what I would do? I would try to trade Nick Chubb for Alvin Kamara. Let's see what happens Ooh. there. From That'd be a good move. Luke in Toronto, grade the trade half PPR ten team league. I'm struggling at receiver. I give up Chris Carson and Alshon Jeffrey, and I get Devontae Adams and James Conner. Give up Carson and Alshon for Adams and Connor. Oh, that's an A. As long you as might Connor's... be getting the better running back. You might not. I mean, Connor's missing this week. Yeah, as long as he's not out for too long. It's probably Carson over Connor, but Adams over Jeffrey is a big upgrade. Yeah. It's worth that. All right, let's do the starts or sits now. From Nick, give me two in PPR. Conley or D.D. Westbrook. Robbie Anderson, Jamison Crowder, and Beckham. Ooh, I would play Anderson and Beckham. Okay. From Mike in Midlothian, Illinois. Hey, Sackman, Mongo, Fridge, and Danimal. Yeah, I mean, he said Fridge, so I figured he says it's the 1985 Bears defensive line. Okay. I'm in a 12-team half PPR league. Should I start Baker Mayfield at Denver or Mason Rudolph against the Colts? <laughs> it's got really bad for Baker Mayfield, hasn't it? Well, it's got bad for Odell Beckham, too, about the previous question. Yeah, I'm going to play Baker in that situation. Okay. I, I want to say this. If D.D. Westbrook doesn't play, I think I said this on the show. On, I know I, I said it on either HQ or, or um, the podcast. I don't remember. If D.D. Westbrook doesn't play, because this is going back to Nick's question from before, I would start Conley over Beckham. Okay. You wouldn't. I'm One assuming. thing I will say is Denver has not played good quarterbacks so far, and I'm not saying Baker's a good quarterback. But they have but... played good wide receivers. And Devontae Adams, T.Y. Hilton, Allen Robinson – they shut those guys down, and I think there are even more. Um, so Chris Harris is a he's a stud. Yeah, but he plays in the. Oh, I guess he plays outside he'll, now. Yeah, he, he was yeah. played in the slot last year. Yeah, so he'll probably be following Beckham around. I, I think you can make the case to to play Jaguar with Harris. Yeah, I was thinking Harris in the slot, but he switched this year. He's playing outside now. From Jonathan, pick an RB two from Sanders, Singletary, or Walton. 
And then a flex from the remaining running backs are Robbie Anderson. So let's start with the running back. Sanders, Singletary, or Walton? Let's start with flexing Robbie Anderson. And then the running back would be... Walton, oh, Walton, man, Walton, I, I'm going to go Walton, with Walton, Walton. but Singletary would go. be the other option. All right. From Ryan, I need help deciding between Matt Stafford and Dak Prescott. Yeah. I mean, that's I, – I, I know why you need help, Ryan. <laughs> Those are both really good options. <laughs> um, I'll go Prescott, but it's close. Okay. Yeah, it is close. I mean, the, the thing that could maybe derail Dak is Zeke having a big game, whereas I can't really see Ty Johnson having a big sure. game, but I'd still, I guess I'd go with Dak. Austin Eckler. I'd go with Dak for his run. Yeah, he runs a little bit, gives you a little better floor, and Stafford's going to definitely throw down field, but they're, they're on the road. There's some potential that the Lions just have a really bad game is what I was thinking. David says uh, Austin Eckler or Tyrell Williams. Man, I'll go Williams there. That's tough. I love Eckler, but yeah, I'll go Williams. Last email from Jared. Aaron Rodgers or Josh Allen? Oh, Rodgers. Rodgers! Robbie Anderson, John Brown, Jamal Williams, or Odell Beckham? Robbie Anderson, John Brown, Jamal Williams, or Odell Beckham? All right, you scared me enough about Odell that we'll go Robbie here. Okay. Robbie's going to have a big game this week. (laughs) I knew you weren't going to take John Brown. John Brown? Who would take John Brown? No, I mean... I, they're ten. They're ten point favorites. They don't throw enough anyway. Josh Allen likes to scramble. Like you have to hit in the first half because in the second half they're just gonna run. I, 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 I get the John Brown love most weeks. I don't always really love it because it's not a lot of targets usually, and he doesn't have an accurate quarterback. This is not a week where I want to be on him because I think they're gonna be ahead. I gotta tell you something, Scott Fish. Are you in the Scott Fish Bowl? Yeah. Scott Fish is a, is a good dude, and yes. big fan. Of, I'm a big fan of his. But he it's just great. tweeted something that I want to kill him for. Uh, I'm going to read Scott Fish's tweet. Scott, I hope you're listening. Josh Gordon to the Packers. Holy crap. Is something I kind of want to tweet just to see the reaction of people and tweet right <laughs> under it that I was joking and didn't know who actually claimed him on waivers because I have no clue. Okay. That's, uh, yeah, that's that's a tweet that is worth wanting to kill him for. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing. Did, so did Josh Gordon get claimed just now or something like that? Um, I'm seeing some tweets that are saying who it wasn't that claimed him. So there's, I guess, yeah, might, I guess it must he. be. Okay, everybody. Sorry, we don't have that updated information. Next time we'll podcast even later. For the ben- best thing is, this is, uh, yeah, he's been claimed off waivers. The team is waiting to inform the player that will be cut. So we haven't heard yet. But the best oh. thing is, this isn't gonna uh, release till tomorrow, and so it's gonna be like really old news, oh. and we're sitting here like sounding like idiots. <laughs> All right, everybody. (laughs) Goodbye. Uh, For Ben, I'm Adam. We'll talk to you on Sunday night with the recap. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 